Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather and on this episode of nerdy bitches podcast we are going to be exploring the intro to dungeons and dragons Give it a listen. All right, back uh, last year, we kind of made a conscious decision that we wanted to start learning things that we have not done previously. Because we felt as a nerdy podcast that we needed to be more representative and make sure that we're given everything, even if it's just at an intro level, a fair shake. So uh, one of the things we wanted to do was do a beginner's game of Dungeons and Dragons because Heather had never played before. I've played, but just a little, little bit. So uh, that's we're going to be doing that, not in this episode, but we're going to be talking about it. And today we have some guests with us. Uh, so I'm going to let you girls introduce yourselves. My name is Jessica, and I have a little bit of experience with D&D. I've played a couple of times, and I do have a bard character that I will also be uh, introducing to this game. But I'm still a beginner, you know, so little by little, baby steps and all that. So I'm looking forward to this next episode. And Jessica has actually been on the show before. Yeah. You were on cosplay. our cosplay episode. And, and Geek Crush. Geek Crush, yeah. That so, was a fun episode. So if you remember those <laughs> from last year, she was on there. And again, the cosplay episode was another one of our newbie episodes. So we're glad you're back. So go ahead. This is Mandy uh, from Caster Quest. And I played Dungeons & Dragons once about 16 years ago <laughs> and got bored and wandered off. So I'm hoping I'm hoping it will be a little bit more gripping this time around. You've also, though, let's just throw this out there, recently did some cosplay that was phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we uh, saw her at uh, Comic Palooza, obviously, and you did uh, Hamilton. Alexander it's, Hamilton. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, my gosh, that is amazing. It, it, was, it, it was amazing. We're going to have to link to your video on our page. Mm-hmm. Um so, and also we have seen her do the uh, magic carp. Oh yeah, on, on the internet. Oh, I the magic carp is is one of my favorites. I yeah, just, that's it's pretty crazy. Awesome. It's crazy. That's some serious serious cosplay. We loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. And then Heather, you again have not played before. Have you ever played at all? No, no. I apparently. Um, Magic cards is not like Dungeons no, and Dragons. It's not at all. As as I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> now that's okay. something I always wanted to get into, but I was always like not in the boys club. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that y'all wanted to touch upon. We but. are going to touch on that today. Okay, because again, uh, you know, for this pregame, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm. uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what our experience level is because we are starting 
a, a beginner's campaign. And what we are using is the fifth edition starter set. So a starter box. It comes, it's a pre-generated adventure. It has pre-generated characters. And we've actually got Opera Man, who is going to be our DM for this uh, particular episode. And producer Craig is going to be joining us to play as well. Um, and as we go along and we figure out what the fuck we're doing, we may actually, you know, have some recordings of the episodes, but right now we're just going to try to figure it out. So this is for, you know, again, new beginners, my history with this, I tried playing and I believe it was, we figured out second edition in high school, like uh, five minutes worth kind of thing. Like I loved rolling my character and then I was kind of out. Like I didn't, <laughs> I, you know, this was back before there were maps and, and little figurines and things where you could see what you were doing. And I'm a very visual learner. So um, the fact that we are doing fifth edition and we do not have those things is going to be very different. I've also played, um, it was over the course of about three years, we played a fourth edition game with some of Paul and uh, Jessica's opera colleagues because Jessica's also the opera with Paul. Um, so we have played with their colleagues over a three-year period, but I will tell you that we played maybe 12 times total in three years. So <laughs> I am not an expert by any means, which is why we have uh, Paul coming in to do the DM for us, but I will try to pretend I'm an expert on what I know for this show and answer questions. Um, we also want to talk about some of the the myths and the stereotypes behind D&D and what might have kept people at bay or away from doing it. So I had a billion questions yeah. when I started. Now, um, RDM gave us homework and I read it. Mm -hmm. I did too. And, and, I, and I still don't understand what the hell's going on. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Yeah. But this is my main question. And I've always wondered this and I've never really gotten a satisfactory answer. Okay. So if somebody is going to join, let's say they've been paying D and D for their entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go join a group. You just say, hey, I'm a level blah, 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 you know, sorcerer. I need those skill levels. Or do you, like, because if you play, like, basketball, you go, go join a pickup game, your you talents your are skill. proven, proven, right? Right. But you can't go in and it's like, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have more talent than this. You need to up my level. What? Well, I think, I think it 100% depends on who you're playing with and what your goals are. So if you're trying to play with an advanced group that's been playing for 40 years and they really know their stuff and they're not going to be able to play with a level one hobbit who's picking their way through like, what do I do? What is a dice? I don't understand. Um, then obviously that's not going to work. They may be able to find a group that will go ahead and accept their level. But like we are all starting level one pre-generated characters. Now, in the future, if we continue to do this and play this, we will probably go back and re-roll characters so that we have that experience and also, you know, start working on building those skills, but also not have a pre-generated adventure out of a box. Like, it'll be much more tailored and suited to either what we're interested in or what the DM is interested in, whatever, however that works. So do, do most people, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no. I feel like I'm hogging the floor. Well, do you most, have questions written I, down? I, so I have crazy questions. I've always wanted to, <laughs> like, are more people like excited to be DM or more people excited to be the adventurers? I would feel like DM is a lot of work, It right? is a lot of yeah, work. It's a ton of work. Too. I, I wouldn't. Well, so why would anybody want to be a DM? Maybe. Well, I think if you're, if you, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> he is right there. He doesn't have a microphone, so he's not allowed to talk. And he's a boy. So, <laughs> sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> he's, very he, he's, he's an honorary girl, though. He's mm-hmm. got more lady friends, and that's just, we love it. So you, you say it. It's Don't give me that's that. That's what look. he gets for being a tenor. It is. <laughs> It, it really is. But no, um, what the fuck were we talking about? Totally um, lost it. Why do you oh, want to be a DM? Who wants to be a DM? I think if you are a storyteller, um, and this this is really what most DMs get off on. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the storytelling aspect. And I know there's a huge thing of the DMs just out to kill the party and things like that. And you do have some people who play that way, but... I don't think a lot of people want to play with them because what's the point of lovingly, you know, you know, building up your character just to have them all murdered on the side of the road while they sleep. Like that's that's just not fun and it's no it's not really good storytelling. So if you have someone who's very creative and very interested in this world and creation and you know, again, he doesn't have final say over everything because there are a lot of outcomes it's like okay, the dice are going to tell the tale. Well, he can he can still tell you <laughs> lie. He can lie. They can lie, but we we have a good one, so we're not gonna get that. Most Wait, of so, the time. so so there's like sociopath DM. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, I've that's experienced not cool. a couple of different types of DMs. Yeah, and one was not necessarily wanting to kill everybody, but he was all about the the battles and yeah. fighting, and you know, like there was. An instance where he decided, okay, well, everyone's in a bar, you're talking to this guy, and you're talking to this guy, but there's this one guy over in the corner that looks like he's up to no good, and then bam, he starts a you're big battle, a brawl, and then yeah. E- yeah, and then everyone, you know, then so take like damage. Be- and- it's like the ones that don't let you get to rest and regather your strength before yes, the next battle, exactly. or they're just flat out trying to push you down a cliff. Oops, this magic hole right. just opened in front of you. You're all dead. And that one I found frustrating. I find those people to be lazy, <laughs> to be honest. Yes. Like it's lazy storytelling. Bingo. It's lazy. Like they're not putting the work into it. And and for those who are brand new, if you don't know what a DM is, it's a dungeon master. I probably should throw oh, that. Oh yeah, that's that person who is <laughs> in charge of like running the game and coming yeah. up with mm-hmm. the story. They, they are the storyteller. They are the person who narrates the the whole thing. And, and that's kind of like we're a gonna, referee too, right? Yes. yes, absolutely. Because and they also play all of the non-player characters, the NPC roles. So all of the bad guys, monsters. Um, a random bird that falls across your path. You know, he that, plays all of those. Does that mean you can't be a monster? I thought you could pick any any character. Well, no, no monsters. No monsters right now. Well, that's mm-hmm. sad. I think there are versions of the game where you be can like be a different or creatures. I want to be but... like president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzing. Buzzing. <laughs> So <laughs> you are overqualified, but no. So I think that you know, because I, I think the rest of the world is much happier being in the player role where you you know you're having fun and you're part of the adventure, but you don't have to do the homework. There's a lot of homework that goes into being the DM for these type of adventures. This one again, we're starting with a box set, so it's a pre-gen thing, but he still has to know it, has to understand it. And again, it's not just, oh, you're dead, blah, blah. There's dice roll involved. So there is an element of chance and luck uh, that goes along with it. And it will change the outcome of what's going to happen. Because he may, even in the story, it may say, if you roll a, because we will be using 20-sided dice for the most part. Um, if you roll like a five or below, you, you know, you die. If you roll a this to this, it's this story. And so it's, it's kind of like a create your own adventure story. Like when we were kids, 
or at least when we were kids. You know how many times <laughs> I died in those things? I'm Always, like, all right, yeah. back to the beginning, I guess. <laughs> Did you guys ever play one of those like type in RPGs yep. on computers? Yep. It's mm-hmm. like that. You kind of, you really have to think about what it, what is it exactly that I'm going to do? Because well, there's yeah. so many different options of where it could go from there. And mm-hmm. that to me is what makes it so complicated because there are so many you know, choose your own adventures. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I could take out an arrow and shoot this person. I could run away. I could insult him to death. I could yeah. charm him. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let me let me start by telling you guys just kind of a brief, very brief history of, of D&D up to date. And it's going to be like, Super brief because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's like I watched a video. Talking, are we talking brief like our normal episodes? Brief? No, <laughs> like, no, an actual brief because I don't have that much to real say. Real quick. So basically, um, the game Chainmail was created in like the early 70s, like 1974, and then redone and repackaged as Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons. It was created by Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson. Uh, Again, back in the 70s, and then uh, 1989 is when the second edition came out. So when second edition came out, this is like the first one that Paul and I ever played. And anybody else who started playing like in high school in the 90s, this is what you were playing. Um, And again, it was very theater of the mind is what, what Paul calls it. It's very much keep it in your head. And for me, trying to play that in high school when I didn't really care and I wasn't a big out nerd at this time, <laughs> um, learning from people who barely knew what they were doing, I lost interest very, very quickly, personally. Other people loved it and adored it. It was fantastic. Well, the internet wasn't around to like learn. <laughs> the internet wasn't around to, to learn. Again, I was learning from a friend who learned it from her stepdad who was a DM with <laughs> other adults at Nans because mm. Nans was still open, you know, like way back when. What is when. Nans? You've never been to Nans? Oh, Nans is an awesome game store here in Houston. It's over at Shepherd and Fifty Nine. They have the oh. best selection of dice in town. Where Amy's ice cream they is? Have, no, on the opposite side. Oh, okay. On the Shepherd. Well, I know part, the ice cream the green place. Yeah. yeah, it's it's diagonal from there. <laughs> so go get ice cream and then go to Nans because they've also got a large selection of board games, other RPGs, which is role playing games. If you're not familiar. Um, random little buttons, the little buttons we like for the oh, bags. I love it. They I have know. a ton of these buttons. little buttons. That's where I got all my buttons for Comic Palooza. <laughs> I would switch around how you how you did it though, just so you don't walk into the game store with your sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Don't don't Good touch point. anything. Uh, and Santa Claus works there, so that's fun. Oh, and Santa that leads Claus? me. Okay, you remember I told you that my um, I found out that I've got like six nephews. I don't really count as ne- it's, it's one a of them very Santa? long story. No, but the twelve year old I met this weekend told me a joke. Mm. And it was the best joke I've heard in a really long time. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear it. And I'm yeah. going to set it up that it's only yeah. funny because he was 12. <laughs> because if an adult told me this same joke, I would just roll my eyes like, ugh. <laughs> it's totally a Paul joke, too. So the fa- like, I was like, <laughs> ugh, really? Okay, so this 12-year-old tells me, he's like, I've got a dirty joke. Do you want to hear it? I'm like, <laughs> Yes. I do, I do. I have a podcast. I need a new dirty joke. So I don't have any. <laughs> I want to know That's what awkward. a twelve year old thinks is dirty. Exactly. Blow me away. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm about to. You ready? Why doesn't Santa Claus have any children? Why? Because he only comes once a year. Oh, oh my god. Oh, no. No. I don't. Well, here's here's Does what he, I did. What, he, he did he understand? I don't know. That's I don't know. He has two older brothers, so I'm thinking maybe. But I've also talked to guys who've said they don't t- discuss those things with their little brothers. So mm. I don't know. And we, I talked about it with his mom, and she basically said, 
I don't know if he really knows what it means or if he's just heard the other kids say it and laugh so mm-hmm. much that that he she's like I don't want to know like I'm trying not to ask if he really well, gets this maybe but. he thinks that it means that Santa Claus comes to the house and copulates with the mother I or think something. he I think he understands enough of it I don't know if he knows why okay. it's that funny so I I don't <laughs> I, know but you know, kids have internet now I remember but learning, they got porn really young yeah, these days, oh, yeah. So. I remember That's learning about me. like um Sex via Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, my, oh no, my, the my, R my, section whoa. on reproductive. My niece, my niece, my oldest niece is turning ten this week, and they've got. You remember the little shithead girl in her class yeah, that is horrible? Uh, has them looking up sex in the dictionary oh, in the library at school. Come on. So. I, we did that though, at, at well, probably we all right, right around that. that age. And by then, you didn't realize that when they were referring to like different genders, right. mm-hmm. that that was not dirty. Right. Yeah, but, like, like, you're like, ooh, testes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dice bag. Anyway, um, yeah, I feel like you should earn it, you know, because because when I was that age, you had to go through and and click back and forth really quick on yeah. that scrambled channel. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, or, or you if you watched it really long enough and hard enough, you could see and maybe hear. Oh some yeah, stuff. I was like looking yeah. at a magic guy, and it's like I yeah. think I see a titty. <laughs> I think I see boobs. What's happening? Like yeah. Oh my goodness. This is this is what happens when you grew up in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and your parents didn't actually pay for cable, but you yeah. could still somewhat get it over the the regular. TV. Oh my yeah. goodness! And the kids today are like, "What are they talking about?" Mm-hmm. Like, Get off our show! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop listening, please. So, okay, so that was second edition. Ninety-seven uh, is when they released third edition, and third edition is when uh, a company called Wizards of the Coast took over, and that is who owns and publishes D and D today, and they do a great job. Um, but when third edition came out, they really blew it up. Like they went. From having like one realm and one world and one sort of type adventure that they could go through to having just almost infinite possibilities and having game boards and boxes and books and monsters and all this crazy stuff. And so if you started playing it at that point, mass confusion starts to come in because Hmm. you play with one group and they play one way, play another group, it's completely and totally different. So... um, in 2003, they actually put out a, it was 3.5 was the edition. So it was kind of a kind of a slight tweak and reboot. I've never played it. Um, 2008, they started fourth edition, which I have played again. Like I said, for three years we played a campaign, uh, but it was about 12 times, and I think we mm. made it through a, like six days. <laughs> when you're doing like in game time, it was about six days, and uh, so we didn't get all that far, but. Um, Anyway, so fourth edition, and then 2014 is when they've introduced the new fifth edition, and fifth edition has simplified everything. It's really going back to old school D and D, where like when you guys were looking through the notes, I'm sure you saw that you have um, was it like five different abilities. So you have strength and charisma and char- uh, constitution, intelligence, and dexterity. Well, with fourth edition, we had those. But then you had to go and say, well, what's your arcana check? What's your nature check? What's your blah, 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 blah. And there was 100,000 different stats to keep up with. And you spent all of your time really uh, going back and forth, trying to 
figure out what the fuck you're supposed to be rolling for, right? So that, it got very, very confusing. That, complicated part. It is. And, you know, that's that's why it's good to have a good DM who's patient, mm-hmm. especially when you're getting to learn <laughs> and knowing what you're doing. Because when I started playing, I started playing with established players who had already been playing together. And I only started playing because watching D&D is, it is infinitely more boring than playing D&D. So I was Agreed. watching them play. <laughs> and so I was like, nah. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm sitting right here. So I may as well roll up a character and play. Um, you know. So, anyway, the thing about it being complicated, mm-hmm. I hear a lot about how Fifth Edition came out and it really simplified things, mm-hmm. as you pointed out. Yeah. I remember one time before Fifth Edition came out, somebody took me to a game store and they had bins full of dice. Oh, the dice, you know, and anywhere from six sides to a hundred oh, yeah. sides. The golf ball, the hundred side die looks like a golf what? ball. It is insane. And I I was staring at it. I'm like, there's no way I can figure this out. How could I possibly keep track? It's it's tough. And like when, you know, when I was young and bought like my first set of dice, because that again, I was in for the dice. Like that's a coming of age thing. It really was. I was like, so pretty. See, she's got hers right here. Blue and glittery. That's minor teal and see through. Minor (laughs) I've got two different sets. I have one that's a a good pretty purple and another that's a blue purple iridescent. Mm -hmm. Everybody they have so many different varieties and everybody it's so personal as to like I love this there's weird superstitions about the DM touching your dice uh, you know that kind of and stuff mine is imperfect oh so I've heard that that's lucky as well <laughs> like oh. there's a, or a tiny a little either way yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly it's it kind of be, a, uh, it there's could a be weighted yeah people do go. that's the other thing people do cheat. I did not do this it came like, this way BT yeah, dubs no, but no, the yes. people do they cheat they weight their dice and things so that they'll they'll roll more 20s and it's like that's not fun no so <laughs> it's like it's like putting sucks. a hack in a video game you take yeah. all the fun out of it but yeah. by uh, based on your description of fourth edition to fifth edition mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna throw in a logistics nerd thing here mm-hmm. it's like inco terms 2000 versus inco terms 2010 sure somebody will somebody will get that <laughs> somebody out there will get that joke well no one at this table does it. i'll tell you that. i got it so, <laughs> so if you're in heather's exact line of work you know exactly what she's talking about the rest of us don't but again yeah so they they've simplified the game down like when i was reading through and again the the player handbook is a little daunting if you paul brought it with him so you guys can check it out it's 114 pages. Oh yes, right. It's like a big. You're like, what the fuck? He did and pull this, some. He did pull some extraneous stuff out of the PDF and send. Well, that it, was that was the very nice thing that we got kind of an nice. abridged version that was like, okay, we're not going to be rolling characters for this particular thing, so we'll just take that out, which is awesome. You know, it was much much easier than trying to slog through and flip to this. Still page 57 and that page. PDF pages long though. Mine was, mine was only 34, I but print, I don't I have magic. It. You have magic. I print. Uh, yes, I do. You have magic. I, I don't. So, um, so we, we have all chosen characters and we're going to get into, whew, we're doing jazz hands here. Magic jazz. <laughs> I'm all right hands. with that. <laughs> magic. Uh, so we're, who all we, has magic? You just me. I think so. So I'm a, I'm a, am I allowed to say what I am going to be? Want, yeah. Oh, um, oh! Uh, yeah. Producer Craig, uh, has, producer magic. Craig has magic. <laughs> Mandy has a little. We magic. all have a little magic. Y'all can talk out well, loud. You yeah, yeah. It won't on. actually pick up. It won't in the pick record, up, but yeah. we're going to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we can, we'll have to repeat everything. We can next. talk about that. I just want to throw out one other, one other. Um, oh, thing. Okay. T- like term usage, because uh, people get really confused by sessions versus campaigns. So if you think as a session, like an episode of your favorite TV show, and the campaign is that season. So one of the questions you had sent me, Heather, was, is there a beginning and an end, or does it just, 
is it just there? Does it go on? In a wonderful, perfect world, and especially in this where we will be doing the pre-gen adventure, there is absolutely a beginning, a middle, and an end. But the nice thing about it is once you finish that particular campaign, your folks go back to their village, they have a little rest, they work for five minutes, and then, oh my gosh, a new adventure has popped up. And your your character is leveled up because they've grown, and you can move on into the next adventure. Yeah. So is it like, do we get closure, or is this like Monopoly? Yeah. Right. Well, I think we will get closure to the first campaign, and then as we decide we want to move on, we will open up a new campaign and basically start a new adventure, but still having all the prior knowledge. So it's not a terminal game, because it can go on for years. People Mm -hmm. have been playing the same D&D groups and game and is characters it, for like 20 years. Is it the same so. story? It can be. So well, you just I mean, keep coming like, in and doing the same no, and no, choose no, your own no, adventure? No, no, no. It's not, it's not like going back to the beginning and just picking another path. The, you Again, like uh, let's say we save the princess in the castle. We'll just go with a normal kind of Zelda. quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any sort of quest. You have to find the something in the somewhere. It's like one of once you find that, that's been on for 40 years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of but once you find that, okay, that that adventure is done. However, there's now a new something in a new somewhere else. But it's your same group moving on And so in the this same time you take so. the princess with you. Yeah, and she goes and kicks ass. So does yeah. the DM come up with the new story every time? Uh-huh. Generally, do, do the they DM, get like money for this? No. <laughs> Are you going to pay him? Because yeah. if you'd like to. <laughs> no, I'm not paying we, my DM. We will I take mean, your money. Do other people pay DMs? It's my question. Exposure. He does he it for the exposure closure. because that's how all artists work. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. I'm going to well, tell everybody what a great... DM you are. <laughs> Please do. We would like to get the money because we're now going to charge for DM services. <laughs> well, no, you know, that um, actually might make sense. Like if it got like really popular and nobody wanted to DM well, you know because what? it I sounds like there probably are people role. who, you know, will DM for pay, but I can't imagine who would pay them to do it. Yeah, you know Paul, what I, I mean? I think you should throw it up on Fiverr and see that, who buys. Throw it on maybe. Fiverr. Fiverr's well, a great idea. There are Fiverr a lot of very, enough. very <laughs> passionate DMs. Yeah. You know, it's like you were saying, the storytellers, mm-hmm. like my... The other type of DM that I've experienced was one of those passionate people. And it's like he would draw out his own map. And oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was really, really cool. And mm-hmm. everything was well thought out. I mean, it was like a movie. Well, that's the fun part. Because then exactly. you get to get lost in the story. And you feel like and one of the questions, another question Heather had sent was, how do you know when to ask a question in the game? Mm-hmm. You will naturally just say, like they're like, you are in a dark and spooky forest and there's a tree over here that's got a strange lever on it. And you'll say, can I pull that lever? Like you will just naturally exactly. start okay. to ask these questions. My, my question, I think that I will come up and go like, is the forest haunted? Yeah, what that's happened? okay. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, then he will say, yeah. Oh yeah, you can. You he'll say roll your oh. dice, and you can do a like. A, okay, apparently DMs will volunteer at conventions to receive special boons, such as exclusive content or adventures. Oh, oh, so, oh. there you go. Yes. So, so that's, that's there you go. Cool. They also have a. There's a company called Acquisitions Incorporated yes. or a group. Have you guys heard them yes. and seen In them? In fact, uh, Patrick Rothfuss, the guy that we follow, he takes place. He plays Viari, a character on Acquisitions yep. Incorporated, which they're oh. awesome. Will Wheaton played with them. At, was it Pack South? Is that what it was? I don't remember. Pax, PAX, wherever. Different Pax. One of the big conventions. I know they were at Pax South this past year. They're they're always around. But Will Wheaton was playing with them for a while. And they actually have them on YouTube. And you can go watch them play D&D in front of this convention. Which you're like, ah, that sounds horrible. It's fucking hysterical. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because (laughs) they're master storytellers. Yeah. So again, this is when 
you know, you've got a great DM that's doing their job. You've got players that are really into it because sometimes you'll play with people and they're like, well, I'm not going to role play. I'm just going to do it. And then you have people who were like the over obsessive role players that you just want to punch. Like there's <laughs> a, you got to kind of walk a fine line. I feel like um, I'm going to lean towards the overly. Well, probably. Yeah, me like, too. Even though I don't know much about it, but I, you know, I come from a theatrical background. Yeah. And so for me, it's, so much fun to like think okay well what would my character do next Jess well, was going to come in costume I'm kind of surprised you didn't I know I know I just got lazy this morning right. I always feel like enthusiasm it's a is important it is yes I well, demand exactly. voices every I think way. it's more fun that way like when mm-hmm. I first started playing it was almost against my will I mean not exactly but it was like eh, I've got nothing else better going on when I'm <laughs> sitting here watching y'all play so I might as well play so I wasn't as fully invested in doing it than I think I could have been. But more as I went along, I got into it a little bit more. But I played a really snarky bard, so it's just me. Like, just role-playing myself in this character, <laughs> shouting insults. I sent Heather a picture of it this morning. Uh, for fourth edition, you used to, again, you had so many skills. Battles would take for fucking ever, hours. I'm like four hours to get through a 10-minute battle because you have so many skills and you're having to look through and see what's the best, which is this, what's going to help this one. My best skill was one called Vicious Mockery, (laughs) where I literally stood back and screamed insults at orcs and their faces exploded. Like, (laughs) So, you know, I'm a fan of that. But I really wish that real insults would do that. I, I know, right? I said, I said you know what? The vicious, like working with a party of bards, because we were all like, a couple of us were like, I want to be the bard. Like Jess and I both want to yeah. do that because it's fun. But I was like, if we had a full party of bards, one, we'd all die. But two, <laughs> it would be fucking hilarious because it would just be like going out with a bunch of 20-something drunk girls, mm-hmm. you know, because they just scream from across the street. I'll <laughs> try so, to outdo each other. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, and then there's the dice that we use for this game. And there's there's a certain number of dice. I mean, there's, again, a million. There's a bin full of thousands of different polyhedral dice. And they're all a little overwhelming and intimidating. But what comes in the basic set and what you need to play is a D20. And so that's just a 20-sided die. And then you have a D12, 10, 8, 6, and 4. The 4 looks like a little pyramid. Six yeah. is a regular standard, you know, dice. Yeah, they came in my little, I got a little every. package of them all together. Yeah, see, Jessica's got hers right here. Yeah. This Totes. little, little box of <laughs> dice. We got, we got sound effects. We Indeed. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for those. Yep. <laughs> so what other questions do you guys have? Do y'all have any that, like, before we get started oh, playing? Wait, hold on. Let me see if I had any more. Yeah, you have a bunch. Uh, I was just wondering at what point did we start summoning Satan I heard that was something oh, yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So apparently... Uh, uh, are, we, are we allowed to do yes. that? Apparently in the late 70s, Pat <gasps> Robertson was the one who kind of deemed D&D to be satanic. Uh-oh. And I think there's so many... But it, he thinks everything is satanic. Well, that's the thing. But this became like a, you know, super like, <gasps> we gotta keep our children away from the Dungeons and Dragons because it's horrible. It's from the devil. It's clearly not. That must know. be why my parents never let me play. <laughs> Maybe so. Because, see, it's weird. Whenever I was in high school, you know, I was in the band. And so right. there was, like, this whole group of dudes that would, like, you know, the brass section, of mm. course, if you've ever been in band. That's that's what they do. <laughs> there are brass holes. Brass holes. And so, and I was always curious because, you know, I'm into fantasy and 
I'm theatrical. And so I would always kind of watch them play. But then I would hear, you know, Dungeons, Dragons, magic. And, you know, and I. What's the same people that think Harry Potter is satanic? I'm like, they celebrate yes, Christmas and every oh my goodness. Book, really? Well, and the thing about it is that, okay, so why is dumb? I, I realize we're getting off on a tangent. We Welcome to our but, podcast. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, okay, why is Dumbledore an evil wizard and like Gandalf is not? You know what I mean? It's like, this is the problem with people saying... They probably think he is. Too. Don't, don't uh, worry. Where I grew up, they were they both were. in the same pits yeah. of hell. Good Lord. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of metal music that revolves around the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Well, as there should Well, be. we have all heard the ballad, ballad of Bilbo Baggins by yes. our favorite Leonard Nimoy. So. <laughs> yeah, very similar to metal. Bilbo, Bilbo, <laughs> yeah. Bilbo I, 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 Baggins. It wasn't on Metal Geeks. <laughs> it Bilbo with the nine sure. fingers. Or <laughs> Frodo with the nine fingers. <laughs> so yeah, um, I know. Okay, so I, was I was very excited when it. I found out about that. Uh, that uh, I know she that, called me. She's like, "Did you know that there's a song like that?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was on. Yeah, I, I was on vacation, and I was like, "I got to talk to Liz. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I heard like an that. interesting rumor earlier today. Actually, it popped up on my feed. It, uh, you said Gary Gygax. Uh-huh. Okay. Apparently, the FBI has an entire dossier compiled against. Oh, this I'm, gentleman. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to find out what's on that. How come? Because he was the inventor of the devil worshiping game here. So, oh, wait. So they think that he did. Well, again, when it becomes a national outcry that Hmm. by these, you know, whoever conservative staunch people, it tends to happen to Pat Robertson. Uh, Have you seen the the current state of the (laughs) FBI investigations that are happening? I mean, shit happens. You heard of him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, oh, oh, John, yes. John, John Lennon was uh, also has a FBI right. file. My mother him, probably has an FBI file. I'm just, you know, <laughs> there's redacted things that are public domain mm-hmm. in the FBI files, like the lyrics to songs. And yeah. well, Gary you know, Guy but Gags, I believe, passed away a few years back. So oh, I, I guess think he's all right. That means I think you can good, release you know. the file. Yeah, you would think. But I, I don't know. Um, I've played the game for years and have not started to worship Satan. So, <laughs> nor has Satan showed up no, in your living well, room. I keep producer, waiting. Producer Craig brought up a good point. Since it was in the seventies, like orgies and yeah. uh, satanic worship and Dungeons and Dragons, they all kind of just came out well, together. They kind of all just merged together. They all just also out, took acid and then played a couple <laughs> well, of this, rounds. This of was D&D. also very much okay. Have you you guys know Stephen Lynch? He's a parody singer comedian yeah i've heard of him okay mm-hmm. he's fucking hilarious he has a song that's called D, and it really lays out like literally every stereotype and i would love to say i'm playing it right now on this podcast but since we don't play things without permission we don't do that Aww. so go find it on youtube because i was watching it on the way over and it always makes me laugh but it's very much the i've got funyuns and mountain dew we're in the basement of your mom's house <laughs> we got a black light we're listening to zeppelin you know Excellent. this is this is kind of what i think the brain goes to when you think like there's posters you, of you mushrooms guys, and wizards well you guys watch stranger things right Oh, they're yes. playing D and D in the first episode in the basement. It was with the Demogorgon the de- <laughs> saying? So <laughs> you know, it's ET. They're playing D and D in that. So oh, yeah, there's a lot of thing. these things that that just put that into our mind. What's that? Oh yeah, there's a Tom Hanks movie where D and D makes him cry. Basically, the the like 
we just saw a video of this. I'm not going to cry, am I? Yes, you might. What of my most? It's, it's uh, Paul I, involved. So I, you I'm might. a sorcerer. I shouldn't be crying. Well, you're only a level one sorcerer, so. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of crying in magic, but we're not playing it. Yeah. So, so, anyways, all right. if anyone cries, it'll be me because I'm a sensitive bard. Yes. Okay. So, so what what kind of has kept you guys away from playing? You just you've said maybe yeah, any. It, it seemed like too much of a time sink and yeah. a little convoluted. Honestly, it is it is a bit, mm-hmm. and especially when you're not like we're like I can play a board game, I can visually see and understand the board game, but sometimes these. <laughs> theater of the mind type games do get a little out there because now I've forgotten how many spaces I am away. So this will be Mm -hmm. a very interesting game for us to play just in that aspect of the, can I pay attention long enough? Because sometimes I'll start telling a story on this show, forget what my original point was. And I'm like, (laughs) just trying to bring it back home. You know, you just like wrap it back up. So yeah, my, my reasons were, you know, it's like I mentioned before, not only my parents were kind of, iffy about these types of things. So that kind of kept me away. But it also, you know, I also mentioned earlier that it was always kind of the boys club. Yeah. You know, it was a thing that boys did. I was curious about. Yeah. yeah, It just seemed really dorky to me when I was in high school. And like, again, nerdy now, I'm totally embracing and I loved all the same things then that I do now. Well, but for some, at the high, you went to the same high school that I did. Well, that is not, that was, I mean, it was an academically challenging high school. So everyone mm -hmm. is smart. Exactly. But it's not, um, it still wasn't cool to be like big well, out Well, and see, that, so. that was the it thing. Was it right was right at the top of the hierarchy. You know, yeah. it's yes. just like, yeah, I'm a nerd, but at least I don't. I'm not. Yes, exactly. At least exactly. I don't play. I don't <laughs> yeah. write fan But it was one of those things. Play that, I mean, <laughs> it was one of those things for always me a line. where I would always kind of say, oh, yeah, those weirdos are playing mm-hmm. like magic or some card game. Yeah. But then in my head, those I'd always be like. guys are LARPing at the park. Yes, All right, The LARPing exactly. is always the line I look at. I'm like. I never even knew what LARPing was until as an adult. But, you know, in high school, my um, oh, the nerdiest nice. club was the uh, chess and magic club. And I was a member. Apparently, oh, and all the, the vegans were in there, too. And so when we ordered <laughs> and when we ordered pizza, there was no cheese on it. That's just wrong, man. What, that is wrong. It? it was just, just the crust. like bread and tomato, tomato sauce. And mushrooms. That was uh, it. It was awful. That sounds terrible. Yuck. Well, when so we basically, used to it's bruschetta. Pizza. When, yeah, yeah. When we used to go sneak out and smoke in the park when I was in high school, there was always <laughs> some, like, LARP group over here doing this. If you're not familiar with that term, it's live action role play. So these See, are the kids that, that you I see. I get on board with. These are the kids that you see with the cardboard swords. It's a lot of, although I will say a lot of people have now taken LARPing to a much different level. We have... Um, and it's not even really LARPing because we have, you know, my brother-in-law is a professional jouster. His girlfriend is a Viking. Like they go out and do reenactments and things like that. It, you know, still kind of the same thing. We were in a restaurant last week and I was trying to explain some of the concept of my podcast to my in-laws who are older and then to, oh, fun. to yeah. my like sister. <laughs> They, they know I'm a bitch. They don't care. No. They're like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But we're, as, as we're talking about it around the table, um, and somebody was asking me about D&D, because we had mentioned that we were going to be doing this as part of the podcast, I made the comment that fantasy football is D&D for jocks. Because it is. And it was so funny, because the waiter walking by is like, you are absolutely right about that. He's like, as someone who's done both, that's exactly what it is. Yes, and it's, it it's totally just, is. It just fits your fandom. It's still... 
again, Except storytelling, somebody, mm-hmm. okay. stats. Yeah, it's all LARPing up in there. is like fantasy Civil War mm-hmm. reenactment. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I mean, that is LARPing if they're ever. What what else is that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Speak of the devil, Jessica will appreciate. I finally saw the LARPing episode of Supernatural. Oh my gosh, isn't it amazing? I I kept I kept running into the living room to tell Craig jokes I heard during it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that episode is hands down one of my favorites. Yeah, especially the end. When Dean yeah, yeah. is giving the, the speech, the brave heart speech, and, the, <laughs> oh, and Sam's like, "It's the only one he knows." <laughs> did, <laughs> yes, exactly. Did you oh. ever see Role Models? The movie Role Models. Yes. yes. Now that yes. was a good, good movie. It was good. And I like that these things are coming out. That's destigmatizing the. I mean, yeah. you know, it's. I think we mentioned this on every episode, but it's a good time to be a nerd. Yeah, it is. Like, like a this really is good the, time. The, this is the age of the nerd. Yes. We really have moved into that. It's, it's socially yes. acceptable, and it's really mm-hmm. in the public consciousness. Well, yep. uh, Paul was just showing me at he's writing me text messages to show me things um one of our friends had actually used D first edition to teach his children social cues when they were growing up wow are they, are they autistic or just no but, no, but it's again it's one he, of those he did that, tell him not to hit people with swords though right hopefully. that was part of it that's only in the game okay Saving so me. Me. <laughs> i can oh, come back <laughs> I've, I've got a i've got a potion for that so yeah Oh, that's funny. So that's good. Yeah, I think the thing that kept me away again was it just sounded really exceptionally painfully a, dorky in a different level, in a <laughs> whole different level than I was used to watching Star Wars by myself all the time. Mm. Like it's it was just a different, and it was also a different level of admitting what you like and that dorkdom of what you had to really be committed. You had to be committed. And I was not committed in high school because at that age, at that time, it was not the age of the dork. It absolutely was not. And it was like, no, I've got to look cool and I can't be cool if I'm over here rolling dice. God, I love these dice. (laughs) I know I do. I just sit there and play. I love the dice. I don't know. I don't know because because I'm a visual, I'm a visual and a very tactile type person. So the combination of these polyhedral dice and all these different shades and shapes and hues and they're just fun. Indeed. So I, I can't tell if I'm going to like it because it's not dumbed down. You know what I mean? Because it is a really complicated story. Like yeah. if if that is what will make me like it or if it will make me drive me crazy because it was like, oh, there's too much to think about. We won't know until we play. But I will tell yeah. you that if you like this type of game, but you you're not committed to role playing and you don't want to deal with the dice, go play Munchkin. <laughs> was hey, I just learned Munchkin a couple weeks ago. Now that is a fun Munchkin game. Munchkin is an awesome game. It's very much like D&D, except you literally kick in the door, fight the monster, or kill the monster, get the treasure. Like that's it. There's no story behind it. You're just moving through the levels, mm-hmm. getting, you know, it's almost like a shoots and ladders kind of game where you, oops, yeah, now I'm down here and now yep. I'm back up here. It is a lot of fun to play. And I just got, um, I actually got a self-saving princess card or self-rescuing princess card in my last pack, the expansion uh-huh. pack. And, you know, my blog is self-saving princess. So it was one of those. I was like, yes, Aww. yes, best Perfect. munchkin card ever. <laughs> so that's it's for, for people who aren't quite committed to the to taking on the full dorkdom here of the mm-hmm. D&D. Try out Munchkin because it's a lot of fun. It's a tabletop board game. I highly recommend game. it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. For someone who just it. learned it a couple weeks ago, yes. Yeah, I didn't even know there were things as adult game nights until I met Paul and we started dating and he they had them all the time. And I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, we played board games as kids, but 
I didn't know adults got together and did that. And when I found that out, I was like, well, what fun. So, that's amazing. We don't just have to sit around and have dinner and a boring conversation. We can do other <laughs> things that are more interesting. And the economy yeah. and all that. Food is still allowed. Well, that's what my parents <laughs> met with their friends and talked about. It was like, God, no, is that what it, it means terrible? to be an adult? That's horrifying. I don't want to do that. We used to, uh, my, my, when I was a child, my parents played uh, Pictionary and Dark Tower. That was their game with their friends or with you? Yeah, no, with their friends. Oh. I would just sit there and watch them and serve them wine. You know, that my was parents, my job. My parents went to like couples counseling parties. Like it was uh, just people oh, who were all in marriage therapy that parties. Awkward yeah. AF. And so all the kids are in the other room like, yeah, Our my parents, parents had another fighting. fight today. It was awesome. <laughs> Heather, I'm just picturing My parents didn't like really have friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a little silver tray. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, could you my, do that now? That'd be great. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, All right. Who needs, who needs a refill? <laughs> Hold on. I need some more. I'm running low Ger- over here. Gertrude, right. by the way, has been loving on our DM. Oh, it is pretty she is just, Gertrude, she is I, I think everybody's talking. Right we talked about as her. She's our studio dog. And she loves giving kisses. And she apparently has not learned the rule of not letting your dm touch your dice because <laughs> she's all been touched she's, <laughs> she's all up in his dice yeah. actually she's, she's a very small dog so she is not but we have uh friends with larger dogs and our own dog that will get right up into your that really bothers me with dogs it's like dude boundaries well he's he's over there like dinner in a movie dinner in a movie at what point do we get to roll the dog (laughs) when the game starts that was too far that was too far now you know the line (laughs) santa can come we can't roll the dog you know orgies and origins and satan worth i mean okay we're good roll the dog is no mandy you're out She likes it. So I think this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Just to, again, do something new to all of us. Even at the level that I've, quote, played, I've never really even played. It's, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Every single time I was like, which dice do I use every time? Which which one? It's always the 20. Which do I use? Yeah, like that you still feel like a beginner even Mm -hmm. though you played for several years. Yeah, but again, we played 12 times in three years. So it's not, again, it wasn't. Still, that's that's more than me. Yeah, Maybe 12. (laughs) 12 Maybe 12. But, you know, but again, it's one of those like, I never really, because I didn't sit, like this time, last night I sat down and I read the rule book, start to, I didn't read the appendix, but I've read everything else start to finish. I was, like, because I wanted, was going to help, you know, lead this podcast today, I was doing the research and reading more stuff on it. So I, I'm like, God, I like homework as it feels like mm-hmm. I've got a job to I do I sent her here. like 45 questions. She did. I don't know that I've answered them all, but we will I, get them answered. We'll, we'll figure it out because we also have another episode which will follow up to this episode. Yeah. After we play the game and have some time to, to digest, we're going to try to come back together and give you guys a follow up on how it's gone and whether we're going to continue this in the future. Or continue our players. I could, I could choose a new player if I... Well, I think that would be the goal would be let's go through the box set, the adventure start to finish, which may take more than the one session, but we'll see. Um, Probably will because we'll get talking and still learning. And then when we decide we want to go forward after that, we'll have not a pre-generated. He will create a special one for us. We can roll characters from the get-go. 
build them up to what we want them to be and build our party the way we want it. Cause right now we all just picked a character, not really <laughs> super concerned with what everyone else is picking. And that can be a good thing. It can also be a really horrifying thing. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see if we end up with a TPK, which is a total party kill, <laughs> or if we will all live to, uh, to prance another day. I don't know. <laughs> they always seem to be prancing somewhere. Prancing. Well, that's because you've been a bard. Well, I'm I'm a prancer. I'll put it out there. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to say, if you want to get the starter set, it comes as a box, just like the original D&D came in the red box. The starter set is also a red box. It wasn't red? No, no, it's black. It it's looked over red. there. It's up there. No, the I'm thing. still thinking about the old one. So it now it's a black box. Set on the but side it says of it, starter though. set yeah. on the front and side. For fifth edition. So what comes in the box is your basic rule book, which again is long as shit, but read it. <laughs> um, the actual pre-generated adventure, which he told me the name of and I've already forgotten. Uh, the char- the pre-generated character sheets. I think there were 16. No? No, there's like five. There's five. Oh. Oh, he's he pulled more so that we'd have yeah, more than five. five is not enough. Five is not enough, especially yeah. when you only have five people playing. Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. So the, the producer Craig just made a joke made that a eight joke. is enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was awful. I just repeated it because nobody could. But if he was twelve, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> I would just be amazed that a 12-year-old knew that reference. They wouldn't get their eight is enough for us, Brent. So, so again, the pre-generated character sheets, which has, you know, different race-class combinations. Um, Yeah, speaking of that, why do we call races something else? We call them something else. Race? No, no, no. It was class. Class is like vocation, right? It's your job, yeah. yeah. Why do you call it a class? Class sounds like you're putting people in a hierarchy. Well, it is. That's what it is, yeah. But some people are different vocations are just as well, important as other vocations. Well, they are, but that doesn't mean I think they're going to. for some debate. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It depends on which vocation you're in to think how <laughs> yeah. important you are, I think. <laughs> so, um, and then there's also a basic set of dice. So if you've not gone out and ventured to Nan's or one of the other hobby shops in town, or even on Amazon, they do sell a large, you know, variety of dice sets. They have the basic dice set uh, in the bag. So again, that's a 20, a 12, a 10, an 8, a 6, and a 4. I bet if you wanted to get some Oops. really cool ones, you could check out Etsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, speaking of Etsy, now they do have like, like a Christmas okay. ornament that is like, uh, I, I saw this. It was like a, a little dragon that wraps itself around a polyhedral die. It nice. was awesome. Ooh. My brother got me for my birthday last year a, um, a Death Star tea infuser. So the Death Star hangs, you know, goes into the tea or has tea in it and goes into the mug and it has on the chain a little TIE fighter. Um, (laughs) But he got me to go with it. It's a 20 sided die mug. So it Whoa. has a lid, which makes it all the way around. But it's it's really pretty cool. So you know what? Thanks, Chris. Forget Dungeons and Dragons. Let's just sit here and talk about cute things we saw. In- <laughs> <laughs> no, we could do it. Next easy. next episode. Girls next episode. Night. We have, we've not done an ep- Etsy episode. We could easy do an episode. Oh, we, we did totally a pen- we did a Pinterest one back in the back in the beginning. I have got so much stuff from Etsy. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I have the the nieces. Like I've had two nieces that were born in the last two years. My my sister and brother both had babies within two months of each other. So, I did. I <laughs> sold them all. No, but I'm buying in there like geeky. They were handmade. I had to go buy them geeky onesies you because start my early, well, my brother my brother is early. a nor- my brother is a nerd, so he mm-hmm. he's got a lot of this covered. But of course, I I sent uh, his daughter one that said, um, oh shit, what was it? 
I'm going to become a Jedi like my father <laughs> unless I receive my letter to Hogwarts like my mother. Oh. So it was a good blend. And then the one I got for my sister, because my sister is not super nerdy. So if I don't teach these kids, you know, who will, they're going to have to learn about it on the streets. I mean, uh, come I on. Mean, somebody's got to give them their nerd. I just took uh, just took the oldest to go see Wonder Woman on last Friday. Aww. It was amazing. She's like, I want to go see it again with you. Let's go. That, like, and your niece came to uh, Comic Palooza. She did. She came yeah. to Comic Palooza. She was dressed as Harley Quinn from it Suicide Squad. It was the coolest Harley Quinn I have cool. ever she seen. She got so much attention. It was hysterical. Like, <laughs> we didn't really do a full remember, follow And remember but, Killer Croc uh, uh, oh, yeah. went up to her and yep. really liked her drawing of Killer Croc. She, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> she, uh, she was a little sad that more people didn't. She had one person, one adult, dressed as Poison Ivy, come up to her and say, Oh my gosh, Harley, we are best friends. We've got to get a picture together. And so we took their picture and it was really sweet. Well, this, she was so excited because I had told her, if you want to get your picture with someone, you need to very politely go up and ask them. If they say no, say thank you very much and walk away. Just not everybody Mm. wants their picture taken. Don't touch it. I'm trying to teach her basic con etiquette. Don't touch anybody without their permission. Don't walk off with strangers. You know, the, the basics. Surely nobody <laughs> turned that little girl down. No one yeah, turned her exactly. down. No, nobody did. But I said, you need to you need to ask. Mm. And if you see someone who looks busy and looks just let them go, another one just will pass in two later, minutes. Yeah. Well, another one will come by well, in yeah. two minutes. I mean, it's, it's a con. So everybody's dressed, you know, very similarly. But she, after the first night, she was like, I would. I don't know why more people didn't ask me for my picture. And I said, well, because you're you're a kid. Well, and adults it, might oh, think it's yeah. weird to come up to a child and say, "May I have your picture for yeah. my wall?" Can I have a picture? That of your it's child? a little, yeah, yeah, it's a little creepy. Weird, but yeah. I, I said that's why you're going to have to go ask them because mm-hmm. not one of them turned her down. Everyone was super excited. They all got into their pose. Jenny Kelly was awesome. It's Emma Frost. Oh, she was oh my great. Right. Yeah. She yeah, just she took amazing. like four pictures with with Maddie. She was super excited. <laughs> she got pictures with a raven, like just all over the place. And then our different podcast friends were so super <laughs> excited. She saw the Merlin guy who wanders Montrose in the Renaissance Festival and got his picture. Yeah. And so she she was super. So she's got like, we're going to work on an album. And she's been journaling and writing about her experience, Aww, which, which she normally would not do. She hates to read. She hates to write, which I'm like, <gasps> kills me. But I'm I like, know. I said, listen, when you're 18 and you go to your first convention by yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to want to remember when you went at nine and what your experience was like. And you might remember some of it, but if you write it down now, it's like you're telling yourself about it later. So she's actually been doing that, which is good. Yeah. We're going to do mm-hmm. a little workshop over awesome. the summer. So, All right. Because well, I ant. That's what I do. Indeed. But we need to wrap this are, up are, so yeah. we can actually start playing yeah. the game. Are we ready to play? I, I think, think we we're are just about ready to play. So uh, we will catch you guys next time. But we want to thank first Jess and Mandy for joining us, not only for the episode, but also for being a part of our D&D party. And so we're super excited. We're going to send a big pre-thank you out to Opperman for his DMing magic. Thank you. And to also to producer Craig uh, to be playing in our party as well. Be a lot of fun. He's going to be a rogue. He is a rogue. (laughs) Oh, we haven't announced our... Oh, should are we, we going to? We sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. not, don't give your names out yet, though. Oh. Okay. Just, just your, your, your. I person. am a dragonborn sorcerer. Yay. I am a wood elf ranger. I am a half elf bard. I am a half orc paladin. Nice. <laughs> and uh, producer Craig is playing a drow rogue. 
said, right? There yep. we go. So we have a an interesting little, it's actually a fairly well-balanced party, I think, from my experience going in as to what we need. So hopefully we'll make it out alive. Hopefully. And uh, so c- check out Mandy on Cast Request. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're yeah. on Twitter and the Facebook yeah. and Twitter, all that other. Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Cast Request, all one word. And, and there's a new um, season of... Game of Thrones coming, coming up, so yeah. please yes. tell me we're going to see some recaps, because I love my Game of Thrones recaps. Yeah, we're going to have Game of Thrones recaps starting in July, and uh, I'm going to watch it this summer so I can start to listen. Fourth of July fan fiction extravaganza oh. is oh coming my gosh. Up. Her fan fiction episodes are my absolute oh my favorite God. things in the world. They were oh, so awesome. I do even made not watch him with your boss around. Yeah, listen <laughs> you to him did. Him. No, I didn't. I made I made him listen to the Joker and Batman one from last summer, and I thought he was gonna like he he loved it, but I thought he was gonna crawl in a hole and die because he got so embarrassed. Me, <laughs> me and there. Craig were driving, and I didn't tell him what it was. And he's like, "What same, is this?" I did the same thing while he was driving. He's like, "Why well, am so uncomfortable?" But it's funny. And then Xander well, said something like weird. And he said something like, "I've got the weirdest boner right now." <laughs> <laughs> so Xavier, right? Xavier, I get it wrong. I say I call him Xander every time too. That was like Xavier's first time reading fan fiction, and yeah. he was losing it. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you didn't cut that out because it was amazing. It was so, hilarious listening yeah. to his yeah, reactions. Xavier, were fabulous. So. Yeah. No, I every every single time I'm thinking, I'm like, no, no. I met the guy. I met him at Comic Palooza this year, and I was like, that's not his name. It's <laughs> screwed up. Hey, it, if you find any fan fictions that you feel like need to be read out loud, shoot them my way. I, I don't so, generally search them out, but I cast may have request to. at Gmail. Is That's that correct. Email? Perfect. So, and then and everywhere you can find a podcast uh, cast request is out mm-hmm. there. Wherever your finest podcasts are sold, <laughs> and not for free, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Jess, anything you want to promote? Throw out there? Nah, no, the opera. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, you know, it's not. HBO they're done is, right now. Yeah, we're yeah. done for it's, the season. So, what's the next show coming? Up? La Traviata is our season opener. So you might want to come check that out. Definitely. I don't know if I'll be in it or not. I haven't gotten a contract, but you should come see it anyway because opera's the shit. Well, and the more y'all go see it, the more these two get to work. So please Damn go straight see it on because, that one. Because yeah. yeah. we, we need the money. Yes. So, Amen so make, to that. Make that happen. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go get please our. cast me. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go get our dice on I and uh, we will catch you guys. I really need the money. Exactly. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. Yep. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Because he only comes once a year. Uh-